Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. It's New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, happy New Year's Eve to you and yours. As uh, we have the building to ourselves, Justin. How does that make you? Was that you running through down the <laughs> hall yelling? That that was not me. Okay. Well, then um, we're then we have company. <laughs> Some somebody's in here, but yeah, it's a it's a quiet morning at FedMed Studios. But uh, look at us. There, there's nothing going on on New Year's Eve morning, right? We can do a show. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, I was just I would have otherwise just slept. Yeah, I mean we don't need that. That wouldn't be fun until the dogs wake you up and yeah. they're hungry. So, uh, well, welcome into Talking Sports. Uh, we were gone last week. I was out the week before, thanks to Justin for uh, for taking the reins of that one. Um, my goodness, had a uh, this is becoming more and more prevalent. I, I had a funeral to attend uh, on the 17th, and uh, a good friend of mine, Pat Brunner, who was a an athlete at Bishop Dwanger back in the day. He was a football player. Uh, and he was also in the marching band, played the saxophone in the marching band. I mean, those are rare. And if I'm not mistaken, his senior year, he was given the okay by the coaching staff. And back in 76, might have still been Coach Larry Bartolomeoli. But he got to march with the band ah. on, like, senior night or whatever in his uniform, in his, Very in his nice. football uniform. Uh, but he was a center. Went to Notre Dame and uh, played in the marching band at Notre Dame. Okay. It's sax. So I was an architect, a good friend, um, grew up around Lions Park, if you were uh, around there. Anyway, uh, saw a lot of old classmates uh, back, well, a lot of classmates that were old. No, saw, saw a lot of old of former classmates uh, <laughs> on the 17th. So, uh, but thank you for filling in. Uh, no problem. So aptly for that. But, um, uh, and as we get started, it, here we go again. Um, a good friend of mine passed away on Wednesday evening, and uh, as the social media tributes poured in, you know, I knew what I've always thought, that uh, that this gentleman, Brian Thornson, was a man loved and respected by thousands of people. Uh, son of uh, Comet legend Len Thornson, he followed uh, Len in his career path with State Farm Insurance after an athletic career that included multiple sports at Northrop High School. Went on to Purdue and uh, became the punter for the Boilers for a few seasons. Uh, joined the John Purdue Club. And then uh, coming back, I mean, avid golfer as well. But uh, hockey is his first love and was his first love. And uh, he was uh, he was quite adept at it. Had a, had a health issue of, of recent years. But, uh, you know, took care of that. Uh, he and I played baseball together in the uh at the time the Fort Wayne men's senior baseball league now the Dan Esch men's adult league and we were Marlins together for a few seasons and uh in 1994 we played a team that was well they they started play in 1993 they were the Cubs and they were they had Steve Reed who was a former number one draft pick of the Cincinnati Reds out of Wayne High School okay, yeah. in 74 
They had uh, the Rodenbeck brothers, Kevin and Tom. They had Greg Nix at shortstop. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Doc Jim Murdoch uh, played second. It was it was an incredible team. Um, and, and Mike Mungovan was the first baseman. Dewey Dunn caught. Manny Perez. Anyway, this was a star-studded lineup uh, with those Cubs. And uh, we thought, well, they, they've been beating everybody else. They hadn't had anybody that we even played nine innings with these guys. They were that good. <laughs> and so we were we were thinking, hey, well, you know, we played them one other time in 93. They beat us five to two in nine innings. We thought, hey, we got a, you know, we got a chance. Well, we did something goofy. We started myself on the mound against these guys you know, because everybody was starting their flamethrowers against them, and uh, they were just having their way with them. So they started old Mr. Fluff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and first pitch, first pitch of the game to Greg Nix. He hits a line drive off the pitching rubber Oof. and into center field. That it, If I hadn't have gotten away, it would have killed me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, – Anyway, uh, you know, it it ended up it was a two-one game going into the bottom of the eighth inning, and uh, we got a runner on base. Brian Thornson comes up to bat, is a lefty hitter, and hits the third pitch of the at bat just over the right field fence at University of Saint Francis, and uh, we go ahead. Three to two. Well, our stud pitcher was Terry Milton, who pitched at Snyder okay. and Bowling Green. In fact, he was in the same pitching rotation with a guy by the name of Oral Hershiser. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, you know, it, when he was at Bowling Green. And uh, so, anyway, these guys, uh, oh, my gosh, Terry Milton, 5'9", 175. But this guy could dunk a basketball, and he just had such power in his core and his legs. He threw so hard and not always knew where it was going. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Terry was on our bench because I threw the first eight innings. And as soon as Brian's ball went over the fence and, and put us in the lead three to two, Terry comes out to me uh, in front of the dugout and says, I'm pitching the ninth. And I said, <laughs> yes, you are. And I'll tell you what, Terry dominated the three hitters he struck out. Boom, boom, boom. And because of Brian Thornson, we were the winners. And uh, what, a, what a game that was. But that was in 1993, so that was nearly 30 years ago. Yeah, as of tomorrow, years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah, and that I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I remember <laughs> that remember game. That. But uh, anyway, uh, Brian Thornson uh, truly missed. Uh, he will be having funeral services at Fairview Funeral Home on North Clinton. Uh, the funeral is uh, January 7th, next Saturday at 1030 at Fairview. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I believe they will be calling the night before as well. But uh, uh, Brian... Uh, he always used to uh, have a, a just a, a funny quip or something like that. He'd call me up and say, hey, come on over to the office. Well, I wasn't a client of his or anything like that. We'd just sit and, and shoot the breeze. Sure. And, and it was great. And uh, he's a Purdue fan who did not like Notre Dame. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I would have made mention of yesterday's right. Notre Dame victory. Sure. Uh, but uh, he would have been 61 years old today. So uh, rest in peace, Brian. Thank you for everything. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's get on with talking sports. Um, the Comets won their win streak, uh, eight games. They're never going to lose oh again. Good. I don't think At so. At this point. My gosh. And there you go. It, you know, it's one of those things where the Frankies see what they've got. You know, Michael has talked uh, quite a bit about Thanksgiving being the benchmark. And when they got to Thanksgiving, they didn't have what they wanted in place. 
So they made a few little deals and a few acquisitions, and here they are. And, and uh, in fact, I mean, you know, acquired uh, that Samuelson and then traded him before anything else Yeah, comes out. You know, David Franke uh, just said in, in Justin Cohn's article, he, j he just didn't seem like he'd be a good fit for us. That's That's the nth degree. That's what you have to know about the personalities and how chemistry will blend people sure. together and or not. And uh, this this happens. So uh, Comets uh, went on the road last night, 6-2 over the Toledo Walleye. They'll play Indy tonight at the Coliseum. Get there early if you're going, and a lot of people are, because I think they have the rumble in the fort. They also. do. It's going to be packed at yes. the Coliseum. So get there early. Uh, to try to get in and get in because you're gonna have to park a mile away from what it sounds like yes and uh also headlines uh notre dame wins the wild gator bowl uh over south carolina 45 to 38 and i do believe i have the hiccups uh oh this is the first time ever in on the radio since i've been cracking a mic since 1996 <laughs> <laughs> see there it is i think it's it's legit yeah uh, <laughs> Justin will be back with you uh, <laughs> uh, while I go and look for some peanut butter. Peanut butter. And uh, Unbeaten Purdue starts Big Ten play against Rutgers on Monday. Yes. Same day as Purdue playing LSU. Yes. And uh, LSU's coached by... Brian Kelly, yes. Ah, yes. You're unfamiliar. Brian Kelly. Yes. We'll see how that goes for uh, for the board of Bakers and, uh, uh, against LSU. But, yeah, Notre Dame... Gets the win yesterday in one of the more uh, ins insane Gator Bowls or any bowl game you're going to see uh, very much a back and forth. Notre Dame falling behind and then South Carolina seemingly dead and that 100-yard pick six that, that tied the game at 38. And, man, it was nuts. And uh, in the end, Marcus Freeman gets his first bowl win. Seemingly had to ha had it last year, but uh, Oklahoma State stormed back in the second half. But Notre Dame gets the dub yesterday. Okay, in between hiccups. <laughs> what does this win do for Marcus Freeman's, uh, you know, acceptability level with the Notre Dame faithful? Well, it gets, I, I feel, in, internally the confidence in the program, externally from fans. I, I think it it um, it really gives you a lot of positivity going into year two. And I think at the very least from what we saw yesterday, it gives you some excitement with that running game, of course, with Audric Estime and Logan Diggs, and also some standout guys that are set to come back. Mitchell Evans had a great game yesterday, the tight end with a touchdown. He didn't catch a single pass during the regular season, of course, because of Michael Mayer. Uh, Braden Lindsey had a big game. Um, Logan Diggs had a big game in both uh, catching and receiving. Uh, but I think for for defensively, you, you like some things. We're unhappy with some other things. But for Tyler Buckner, you saw, I guess, why Notre Dame needed to go out and get a player in the transfer portal for QB1. Because Tyler Buckner, he was very much uh, good and bad yesterday. Mm. And threw three interceptions, and all of them were on him. and But also had three touchdown passes and close to 300 yards passing. So you liked what you saw mm. from Tyler Buckner. But in the end, this is a South Carolina defense that even full strength isn't very good, and they were missing a significant portion of their defense yesterday. So what's Tyler Buckner going to be able to do against Ohio State and USC and Clemson, all of whom are on the schedule next year? So it makes all the sense in the world, I think, now with indications that Sam Hartman from Wake Forest is going to be that guy to transfer in. I like Tyler Buckner. I think he adds a different dimension to that offense. 
But in the end, I haven't seen enough, including yesterday, to say, yeah, he's a bona fide number one quarterback for Notre Dame going into 2023. So if anything, that's what we learned yesterday is Sam Hartman is much needed. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862. Put TS in front of your message, if you will. Uh, we're going to be talking about wrapping up 2022 and the biggest local sports stories of 2022. And I want to get Justin's uh, take on this as well. Of course, we'll be talking with Mike McCaffrey as we've talked uh, throughout the 2022 season and, uh, and <laughs> before that, obviously. Uh, we'll talk to Dan Vance of the four-way Mad Ants, uh, an interesting uh, 21-22, and then now into the 22-23 season. And also Michael Franke, same scenario uh, with with the teams. So uh, it, it should provide for a very fast-moving, interesting, uh, with my hiccups, uh, <clears throat> talking sports for the uh, final one of 2022. And if anybody's got any peanut butter, <laughs> I would love a spoonful. So... Uh, but, uh, okay, Justin, in local sports, obviously, in in the back of my mind, I've got one story yeah. that is the big one for the entire year, and it uh, was high school sports, Yeah, uh, and specifically high school football. Yeah, um, well, with, in, uh, you know, high school sports, I think Mark, losing Mark Davidson, I think, was huge mm -hmm. um, in terms of locally. Uh, and lose being able to lose him was was just devastating for 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 not just Blackhawk Christian but the entire community and and boys basketball community and, and and all that and it was it was pretty rough for sure losing Mark earlier this year and uh, how the community rallied around uh, that um, that devastating loss but also in terms of football you know uh, Carroll being able to get to the 6A championship game was tremendous Columbia City's ability to win. Uh, the Northeast eight when everybody favored Norwell and then win a sectional uh, to win their second ever sectional title. You look at Bluffton being able to win a sectional title for the first time in what, 34 years. So there was a lot of uh, poignant moments over basketball and, and football this past season. Most definitely. And uh, just, yeah, the, the Owen Sheely death. Yes. That, that rallied <clears throat> an entire football, high school football community together. And, uh, and, you know, you mentioned also uh, Mark Davidson, that also rallied the entire bas basketball community. When you would see in his final season, <coughs> excuse He's me. here, we promise. <laughs> when, uh, when Mark had difficulty yeah. uh, standing up and had to, you know, on ro road games, we'll go there, but yet have to sometimes lay down right. He had both teams come out, they band together, and they and he talked. And yeah. everybody that was able to hear him, whether that's players, coaches, staff, fans that could that could overhear that on the court, what was better off for it. Yeah. It was it was two devastating losses in two completely different situations, but also magnified the community in terms of the support for in the basketball and football community in the city. We talk so much about uh, com competition and, and wins and losses. And in the end, this is still a tight knit community. When you talk about Mark and a, a guy larger than life, literally and figuratively wither away because of a devastating uh, cancer diagnosis is you could see that struggle. Uh, even without talking to him, you could see pictures and see, 
what was going on and and the devastation that that illness was taking on his body yet never wavered in his faith and his message and all that and then when you had owen so sudden and and a kid yes. that just went south within a week and two weeks i mean he was a kid that i was around merely days before he's down at riley and you wouldn't have thought anything was wrong so it was two completely different situations one a player of course one an adult one a coach but in the end it was the support of the northeast indiana community in the basketball community and the football community that came together and honored both of these individuals in a great way. And it was great to see. And that's a reminder that in the end, when we talk about all the competition and who wins and who's loses and who um, who's great and who's not good is, is basically in the end, these are two really, really close knit communities in this area. And they honored two great people this past year that we lost in Owen Shaley and Mark Davidson. Yes, indeed. So it's, it, the, the big stories are the loss that the, the sports community, the local sports community is, uh, is endured, excuse me, endured. Um, once again, if you're just joining us, uh, Jim has the hiccups. He's ending uh, the year in style time. with some yes, hiccups. Yeah. You know, uh, you've asked for mediocrity. You're getting, um, <laughs> uh, have a couple of texts already that came in, uh, uh, TS chef wasn't you and Justin, a happy new year's looking forward to your shows in 2023 from, uh, our buddy TC. And also, uh, another one that comes in, T has any idea who's going to coach the Blackhawk Christian football team? From what I understand, it'll be Bryce Bennett still, the, uh, who who was the original coach of the eight-man program. So I, I believe from what I understand, I haven't heard anything different, that Coach Bennett will be the coach of the Blackhawk Christian football team when they start 11s uh, this season in, in Class 1A. And I know that um coach Manier from maple creek is coming over yes i believe that was and that's a huge he announced deal. that on twitter yes, if i'm he not did. mistaken He'll be an yes. assistant coach over at blackhawk christian and this is gonna be a fascinating story to watch because it, yes it is a 1a program and a lot of people are going to look at it and and, and kind of shrug it off but there's a lot of good football players that are at blackhawk christian in the middle school at blackhawk and then have to transfer somewhere else to play 11s football at the high school mm. level and being able to keep those guys and develop this program uh, is going to be tremendous. And being in the fertile ground of talent that is Fort Wayne, to be a 1A school in the middle of Fort Wayne is a huge, huge advantage. And I don't think it's going to take very long for Blackhawk Christian. I'm not talking state contenders within a couple years, but within five years I expect them to get there. And I expect them to be a factor if Whenever they 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 uh, join the ACAC, I think that's the most logical uh, place for them mm -hmm. in terms of like-sized schools. And they have seven schools right now, seven teams competing. You don't know the future of Southern Wells, and that could quickly go to six if they um, drop down uh, to giving up football. You never know. So uh, I think there's a lot to like, and it's going to be a fascinating storyline to watch as we get into year one of Blackhawk Christian football. But, yeah, as far as I know, Bryce Bennett will be the head coach a Blackhawk Christian as they begin their inaugural 11-man program this year. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862, put TS in front of your message. Uh, here's a text that came in, says, breaking news, Purdue goes 32-0 and 0. <clears throat> this season. Ooh, I had a, uh, we, we talked about this uh, yesterday on the Caleb and Kenny in the morning show about Purdue. The, the last team to be number one uh, July 1, and win the national championship was North Carolina in 2009. Wow. It's been a long time. And it's all they're also the last team 
to be number one on January 1 to reach the national championship game is North Carolina in 2009. Was that when they had Hansbro? Hansbro and Tyler Zeller. Uh, so Hansbro was all American all four years. Yeah, he was he was huge, and that was a team that just dominated the entire season. But kind of puts things in perspective a little bit. Yeah, you want to be number one, and number one in December and January is nice, but you want to be number one in April. And, and yeah. we'll see. I, I I think I feel like this is a a Purdue team that can that can be a Final Four team. I just don't know if they're a national title team. I'm not sure, but trends aren't that uh, great in the favor of Purdue when you look at, again, the last team, number one on January 1 to win the national title. It's been 14 years. It's been a minute. We'll we'll see. But, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because uh, with or without Zach Eady in the lineup, they've they've excelled. Uh, Fletcher Lawyer, uh, Caleb First. Yeah. Uh, First is a sophomore lawyer as a freshman. And, uh, you know, the uh, – the experience they're gaining by the time tournament time comes around sure. uh, is, is first got several minutes last year anyway, but for lawyer to come along and also be, uh, you know, be that savvy and going, going through the big 10 schedule. I think there's going to be tougher, obviously, right. and, and so much better. It's going to be an interesting thing. Um, before we go to break. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It says uh, we had a tech that came in says Coach Bennett will still be the head coach in fall of 2023. It's like Justin had said. And then uh, the other one is uh, another question that says, T.S. Where will Blackhawk Christian play their home fo- football games? Now, that's a very good question, and I don't know the answer to that one. I don't know if it's a you're really close to Snyder, of course, and maybe that's an option, maybe playing at uh, Concordia. But, of course, you need a place where you can play on Friday nights that those other programs aren't. So that's kind of what makes Snyder make sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, does Snyder really want the, that field tore up? So uh, that's a very good question right now and one that I don't have an answer to. So uh, we'll definitely try to get uh, a hold of Joel Cotton, the AD, over at Blackhawk Christian, get some clarity on that, on where Blackhawk Christian will indeed play their home games. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis in our weekly Cougar Chat. We'll do that when we return. You're listening. Seriously, you're listening <laughs> to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Kevin Arwin here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One with a great matchup on tap with two playoff-bound teams. It's Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals hosting Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Both have explosive offenses and are looking to extend impressive win streaks. Join me and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner for all the action, the Bills and Bengals, on Monday Night Football. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, listen up. I have to whisper since this is considered the best kept secret in Fort Wayne. Coyote Creek Bar and Grill is a great place for lunch or dinner for anyone. That's right, it's open to the public and offers delicious food in a relaxed sports bar setting. Plenty of TVs with your favorite games, a relaxing view of the pond and golf course, and a variety of menu items to satisfy every taste. All right, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't keep this a secret. Everyone should experience lunch and dinner at Coyote Creek. It's not just for club members. Not only are you welcome, you're invited. Special prices like six domestic beers for $16 and daily food and drink specials. There's a family room, a private area for company meetings or parties, all in a relaxing sports bar atmosphere. Come for a business lunch or a family dinner. 
or just to hang out with the guys. At Coyote Creek Bar and Grill, you don't need to be a member. On Hillegas Road by I-69. 1380, the fan is looking for our next all-star advertising account executive. Do you have what it takes to join the fan? Text RADIO to 46862 right now. Text RADIO to 46862. Are you passionate about doing your best, working harder than everyone else, and you want the rewards that come with a sales career with the fan? I'm talking real money, including a $5,000 sign-on bonus if you're good enough to sell advertising on Sports Talk 1380, the fan. Do you have the sales experience in retail, customer service, or business sales? You could be the one advertising sales all-star we hire. Text RADIO to 46862. We invest in you before you start on the job when you take our free sales talent assessment. Text RADIO to 46862. Our advertising sales reps enjoy flexible pay time off, a work-life balance that your friends will envy, and all the usual benefits. Someone's going to get a $5,000 sign-on bonus and an all-star career on the fans' advertising sales team. Will it be you? Federated Media, an equal opportunity employer. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh. And a wolf? Oh, a wolf. Uh, uh. Ooh! What about the tiny dog? What does the turkey say? Whale. Yeah, whale sound. Do the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Okay. okay. Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply, along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovelin. Oh, and Justin Kenny from Caleb and Kenny in the morning uh, on 1380 The Fan and 100.7 FM. Uh, Weekdays from seven to nine. Okay, that's it. We gotta go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> you're uh, you're adding and you have added uh, so many things yeah. to your uh, your list of things to do in a week. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the, the, the wife is is always reminding me of that of um, how much I have to do. But but she she she, she does appreciate the extra money. That's for sure. So you well, you do know you do have to work for your money so. how poignant as take it to the limit <laughs> plays softly in the background by the eagles and i'm a, a gigantic eagles fan so thank you for that uh automotive color and supply text line is open at 468624 put ts in front of your message did have a text that came in when we talked about being the only ones in the building today uh it says talking sports are you guys reenacting home alone yeah nobody else here kevin <laughs> we've lost kevin Anyway, okay. Well, let's go to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because on that Talking Sports phone line is my partner today, later <laughs> on, Mr. Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Jimmy. How you doing? Well, I I think I've just kicked the hiccups. Uh, through the first segment, had the hiccups for the first time in my broadcasting career that spans 26 years. And probably and, uh, the greatest segment of talking sports in 10 years, let's be honest. Well, thankfully, go. we got a lot of texts that came in, but then I read the texts uh, anyway. But 
Uh, first, before we get I, and and what I'd love to be able to do is is to recap 2022 uh, from the Cougar Athletics perspective. Uh, but before that, you and I are working a scores table today, and um, I've worked a scores table, but only from the PA perspective. It, it, what other duties might I be called upon? Uh, to help you with today well it's a it's a two-man crew so one does the scoreboard and one does the book so okay it's up to you which one you want to do me and uh i did it the other night uh with uh, adam knuth and he's he's kind of a, a pro down there he, he works pretty much most of the tournament so he was doing the scoreboard and then i was doing the book um but yeah but basically it's a it's a two-man crew and one of us handles the scoreboard and one of us handles the official book and uh we watch some basketball and i don't know how many how many teams are left in the tournament? We should be getting towards the end here, I would think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll get over there at 12 to 2 or 3 if nobody shows up to take our place, probably, uh, <laughs> and, and, and give as much time as we can to the, to the young, hardworking uh, kids over at this tournament. That sounds like a, a fun afternoon for us. So, yeah, uh, yeah let's talk Cougar sports. <laughs> and, and to, to kind of recap the, the 2022 season, uh, which actually started – uh, before graduation last uh, in May, and then uh, and then rekindled. And uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the recap of 2022 for Cougar Sports. Well, I think you know we had some some performances that uh, we've come accustomed to with our two basketball teams making it to the national tournament. But I think the you know the biggest one that kind of probably surprised people or or uh, got the most attention was our our track and field and, and uh, cross country teams from last year. Uh, went out and, and competed at nationals and got a uh, all Americans, uh, three All Americans last year, which was tremendous. Um, Alex Ebatino obviously has led the way for that program, and uh, she's doing it again this fall, uh, picking up right where she left off. Maybe exceeded some some expectations, or one that's certainly uh, heading in the right direction. That would that would be that one. Um, and then you know this this fall we've kind of uh, had a lot of injuries. It feels like on some of our bigger teams with volleyball and. Um, our, our basketball teams right now that are currently playing uh, football. You know, it still still feels nice just to play a fall football season and not be dealing with COVID and all the things that we dealt with in, in 2020 and 2021 um, to, to be back to kind of getting a full year in between that season and to come back and play and to improve upon our record from last year was something that we definitely wanted to see. And obviously not at the end of the day, not the results we, we wanted. We wanted to, to be in the postseason again, but I think, you know, you maybe found your young quarterback and found some guys around him that are that are young and coming back and ready to build. So excited to see what Coach D can do uh, with that team next year. I know he's excited and fire's still burning for him and they're out recruiting their butts off. So I'm sure we'll be uh, competitive and, and ready to rock and roll in the MSFA come come next fall. But, uh, you know, baseball, softball, we've, we've all got uh, we've got some great kids that are playing and, and we play in a really tough conference. So when we're finishing middle of the pack like we are, that's kind of you know, where we, where we should be, um, you know, facilities and resources and other things. We're kind of a middle of the crossroads league, uh, kind of school. And then when we finish there, that's, that's where we should be. And if we get above kind of middle of the pack, then we feel like we've exceeded some expectations. So, uh, proud of all our kids. Grades came in again, uh, over that 3.1. So that was fantastic. So they're getting it done in the classroom as well as uh, going out and having a great experience on the field or pitch or, or on the court. Well, and of course, uh, from a coaching perspective, losing Jason Ridge, uh, 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 just uh, just shy of the start of the uh, the season for women's basketball, and being able to uh, uh, hire Jeremy Henney away from the uh, men's program, uh, yep. his 
looks like it's been a, a great transition for everyone involved. Yeah, he's been tremendous. You know, we he <clears throat> walked in and had nine players uh, to start a season, and so you're sitting there and you can't even really have a full scrimmage during practice because you've only got nine. So you got to pick up a couple of baseball guys to come out to practice and, and give you a little competition. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jeremy gets everything out of this team. Uh, I'm watching yesterday. Played Indiana Tech, who's probably a top 10, top 15 team in the NAI, and, and played them all the way down to the wire and uh, came up just short, had chances to win, uh, a couple maybe questionable calls toward the end to, to get one of our best players fouled out and then give them some opportunities at the free throw line. But uh, but to play with that team all the way till the end and, and be leading in the fourth quarter was, uh, you know, these girls, they play hard. Uh, they do everything Jeremy asks, and, and they play their butt off, so... Uh, get him a couple recruiting classes, and, and he'll be fine. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you for joining us, and uh, I will uh, try my best uh, as the rank amateur on the uh, scorer's table with you, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can get accomplished. Just figure out which one you want to do. You can either be in control of the board or control of the book, whichever one you want. I'll step, I'll set and uh, do the other one for you. Neither is determined to be the easiest, is it? Uh, I mean, the book, you got to make sure you're keeping track of fouls is the biggest thing. And then, obviously, the scoreboard has a little more pressure on it. you got to actually keep the score and stop the clock and track the timeouts, the 30 seconds, the 60 seconds, and that kind of stuff. I'll do so, the book. Yep. Think about <laughs> it. You let me know, and we'll, we'll see you around noontime, my friend. All right. Sounds good, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. See you. Take care. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, and our weekly Cougar Chat. Easy We're gonna go choice. Ahead. Yes. 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 I, I, I feel confident with that. <laughs> you know, I was hoping to do PA, but I don't. I don't think they're set up for that. But uh, maybe I can just yell who, who makes a basket. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, keep track of files. But I do that in the G League anyway, so on sure. my own. So um, and we'll hope for the best anyway. It'll be two o'clock at some point anyway, and then I can leave unless, like Mike said, people don't come to uh, uh, relieve us. So hey, let's go ahead, step out, take a break, and then when we come back. Uh, we're going to be talking with Dan Vance, social media director, media relations director, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We'll recap 2022 with him as well. And we'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. A hero from Indiana is being honored at the Rose Parade on the Donate Life float. Mackenzie Licknam will be pictured on this year's float alongside other heroes from across the nation. When Mackenzie was born in 1990, doctors quickly determined his heart was not functioning properly. He was put on the transplant list at just three days old, and 10 days later, a donor heart became available. For the next 20 years, Mackenzie lived a normal life with his family, graduating from Carmel High School and attending Vincennes University. Mackenzie unexpectedly passed away at home in his sleep in 2011. McKenzie became a tissue donor to heal the lives of others in need. His decision also inspired his sister Kelsey to choose a career where she works with families of donor heroes at Indiana Donor Network. Watch for the Donate Life float in the Rose Parade on January 2nd and celebrate McKenzie and the more than 4 million Hoosiers who have signed up to be organ and tissue donors. Be like McKenzie and say yes to organ and tissue donation. Learn more at DonateLifeIndiana.org. Need holiday cash? Pizza Hut is looking for full and part-time delivery drivers. Drive when you want, earn what you need. Take home cash every shift. Apply in person or online at jobs.pizzahut.com. That's jobs.pizzahut.com. 
We all know ticks suck blood, but not just in the woods. Ticks can be almost anywhere year-round. Even though some are smaller than the head of a pin, they're big trouble. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So wear protective clothing and an EPA-registered insect repellent. And when you shower, remember, check for ticks everywhere. If you get a tick, tell an adult and go to ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. TickSuck.org. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. It's a good thing we don't video, you know, have the, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's, the Facebook uh, Live. Because, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, boy, do we. Adult humor to me. Yeah, a little uh, break. There's some interesting Facebook friends. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, pretty cool. Oh, welcome back. As we said, talking sports, the uh, bottom ooh, boys in the attic. One of my favorite Aerosmith albums, the title cut from the album that also had uh, Walk This Way included in it. Uncle Salty and uh, oh yeah, all the other stuff too. I don't know. Band's important. But is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, hey, welcome back. Automotive Color and Supply text lines open at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in front of your message on the Talking Sports phone line. Powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union is Media Relations Director, Social Media Director of the Four-Way Mad Ants, Dan Vance. Dan, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Jim. Where have you been all week? <laughs> Indianapolis this week. <laughs> and then yeah. the student studio yesterday with Justin on his show. So. What? You get around. You uh, and I were euchre partners uh, yeah. down in Indy. You too? Yeah, Second we, place, I heard. Yeah, we no, got, I, think, I think they cheated. Well, yeah, they they come up with a loner. and did, I mean, because we just come out of the gate. We were like at nine points in, in just a flash. And then all of a sudden, they, they slowly come back, and then boom, loner beats us. I don't know where those cards came from. So. No, I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. I thought we were playing with red cards, but they ended up blue the ones they won. Anyway, but, uh, oh, well, we'll uh, we'll file a complaint next time. So uh, let's recap, Dan. And, of course, this will encompass uh, the 21-22 season as well as uh, the 22-23 that we've got going, obviously. Uh, let, let's recap Mad Ants. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great year, uh, Jim, when you look at uh, all things considered, obviously, uh, just missing out on the playoffs. At the end of the 21-22 season, uh, just missing out on the Showcase Cup recently here in Las Vegas. So uh, on the outside looking in and those those regards uh, of the team success, but you know when you look at the focus of the franchise and especially the focus of the general manager, Chris Taylor, and, and his continual preaching of better basketball opportunities, uh, I don't think that there's, there's much of a, a complaint that our guys have found themselves in those situations. And, you know, there's been a lot of success as far as the next level. Um, when you look at, you know, Justin Anderson uh, had two call-ups in the year 2022. Uh, Nate Hinton had a call-up. Gabe York had a call-up. Uh, Terry Taylor went from a two-way that was with us uh, early in 2022 to a rotation guy uh, with the Pacers at the end of the 2022 season. Uh, you know, so there's just so many levels of success that the franchise has had, and and in games as well. You know, it hasn't just been the individual success. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, when you when you look back, you know, Kiefer Sykes starting out with the Mad Ants and then getting that uh, 
that, that full-year contract with the Pacers as well. And when he did get a chance to get up there with the Pacers, uh, he was able to put the ball in a hole. Uh, so, I mean, you know, and, and, and he's moved on now. But, uh, but you know, there's, there's still, I mean, with this young, exciting Pacers team, and, and you see such a camaraderie between the Pacers and the Mad Ants, too, uh, amongst players and uh, the, the chemistry that involved, you know, from the others. You know, you just look at the, let's say these two games in Indy. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't Anderson have a, like a 10-10 double-double uh, against Maine, mm-hmm. and then you come back. He's sick. Not even I didn't even see him at the arena on Thursday. Correct, yeah. <laughs> but then John, uh, Don, uh, yeah, David Stockton <laughs> looks like his dad. Uh, David Stockton lights it up on both ends from a distribution standpoint. Uh, I think he had what 15 assists, 15, 13, 15, sure. and then he had 27 points, five for six behind the three point line. And he hasn't had to do that this season thus far, but he was called upon to do it, and he did it. And that's that's the beauty of the whole thing, too. And, you know, Jermaine Samuels Jr. just keeps getting better and better with each game and, and with the more minutes he's playing. And then you bring guys off the bench. Gabe York came off the bench, and look what he did, you know, player of the game. So uh, it's a lot of fun uh, to to watch these guys and and know that they're just this close to NBA caliber talent, and uh, and that's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing too with the Pacers when when Terry Taylor gets a shot at it, or when you know O'Shea Brissett. You know we didn't get a chance to see him as fans in Fort Wayne because of the bubble situation, uh, but you did, and and you got to build a rapport with uh, O'Shea Brissett, and and he's a, a constant contributor to that Pacers team. Yeah, I think it just continues to speak volumes to the. You know, the last several seasons, you know, now under uh, under Coach Tom Hankins, who uh, got his 45th win as the Mad Ants coach on Thursday, um, and moving up that list, you know, when when Tom came in in the bubble season, it's really a lot when these, you know, the the demeanor of the better basketball opportunities and preparedness for the next level, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna say it wasn't a focus before, but it definitely took a little bit of a turn uh, at that point, and you know, we've seen O'Shea contribute. Um, you know, I think there's been 10 NBA call-ups uh, since Tom took over as the coach in 2021. And so O'Shea and, and Terry Taylor among those guys. You know, Justin Anderson was a constant contributor when he was up. You brought up Kiefer Sykes. Uh, got the call-up in 2021, but 2022 he did some damage. Almost single-handedly beat the Warriors in overtime at Golden State. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, we've constantly seen them contribute at a high level. Um, and, you know, I think it's because they're able to put together the things and play to their strengths. You know, you look at the assist that David Stockton had the other day, this team, this season is so good at sharing the ball, um, have tied the franchise assist record, had 39 uh, against Grand Rapids back in November, uh, but are constantly flirting with uh, breaking that record again. The same goes with the three point shooting uh, flirted with the record last year and never got to it. Broke the record this year uh, at Windy city in December, hitting 22 threes in a game moving the ball, knocking down big shots, um, and then being consistent has kind of been a hallmark of this group. And, and it's going to lead to more opportunities, more of those better basketball opportunities. Uh, once 10 days can start being signed here January 5th, uh, you know, I think we'll get some more of those opportunities for our guys because they're building this consistent energy and playing to their strengths. And you know, I think that's something that definitely shows synergy with the Pacers because when the Pacers are at their best, 
it's the same thing. It's sharing the ball. It's moving the ball. It's knocking down big shots. It's playing aggressive defense and having energy. So uh, the synergy is there, and, and I think it's showing that our guys are picking up very well what it takes to play on the next level. Definitely. We're talking this morning with Dan Vance, media relations director, social media director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants in our weekly Mad Ants chat. And uh, we had a text come in uh, on the uh, Talking Sports text line at the Automotive Color and Supply text line at uh, 46862. It says, T.S., what are the challenges with keeping fan interest when you have a month between home Mad Ant games? And are the games in Indy the new norm for the Mad Ants? You know, I think that the the challenges have always been there because it's not like the G league schedule has always been regulated, uh, that you're playing a lot, uh, at home, uh, when every single game was in Fort Wayne. Um, so, you know, it's, we try to keep people engaged with our social media. Um, try to keep people engaged in what's going on with the guys, the team. But, you know, when you look at it anyway, uh, save for these games, we just played in Indianapolis this past week. We haven't been at home. They played, uh, five straight on the road. They went to Vegas. They had a Christmas break. So it's not like we were playing uh, uh, where there's long road stretches, just like we had so many home games in Fort Wayne uh, leading up to that uh, recent road swing. So, uh, you know, keeping people engaged through our social media outlets uh, is, is huge because it's a way to keep them introduced to our guys, what our guys are up to, uh, and who our, our basketball players are as people. Um, and as far as the Indianapolis games, you know, we know, and, and Jim, you know from this, that it's a it's a season-by-season season situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what happens next season, uh, nobody knows. Uh, definitely not uh, where we're at, and it's a situation that I'm sure will be discussed uh, when this season's wrapping up. But, you know, those games in Indianapolis uh, are, have, have a little bit of a charm to them. Obviously, you're not playing in front of a lot of people down there, uh, but it's it's a great chance to get out on the big court and for our guys, when we talk about those better, better basketball opportunities, uh, you know, just Thursday, uh, General Manager Chad Buchanan from the Pacers sitting courtside, Rick Carlisle sitting courtside, uh, coaching uh, consultant Jim Boylan, uh, who has been an NBA coach and coaches Team USA, uh, sitting courtside. So they do present some uh, unique opportunities for our guys. Most definitely. And and when you look at it, the, the weekend games for the Mad Ants were never affected by the Indianapolis schedule. These are games now we have we we have a Wednesday game coming up on January 4th and we had a Monday night game, but those are the only two that aren't considered weekend games. We have our Thursday morning uh, education day game coming up in March. But aside from that, these would have been Monday Tuesday openings at the Coliseum which history has shown that the Fort Wayne fans do not show up for. And, you know, just talk to the comments even about the, their, their Wednesday games. Uh, you know, they, they don't get the, the fan base that they typically have. Things, more things are going on throughout the week. So these games being in Indy are the ones that, like I said, aren't taking away from the weekend games where groups can come out and people can come out from the outlying areas and enjoy uh, Mad Ants basketball. Yeah, and our fan base has been great this year at the Coliseum for those weekend games. Uh, you know, playing in front of big crowds, excited crowds, and we talk about the energy of this team. Uh, they play off that. You know, you're you're right there front and center, but uh, those big, exciting crowds, Justin Anderson feeds off that so much. Trevelyan Queen, uh, you know, a guy who wasn't with us last year, but we have this season as a two-way. Uh, those big energy crowds. So playing games at the Coliseum this year has been great. Uh, those Friday, Saturday, Sunday 
games that we get in Fort Wayne uh, have been really exciting because the crowd really has brought the energy. They have. Well, Dan, we're out of time, but uh, thank you so much for providing all the information for us for the Mad Ants and uh, hope to continue that in 2023, of course. So uh, happy new year, and uh, we will see you soon, sir. Appreciate it. You guys have a great new year. All right. That was Dan Vance, Media Relations Director, Social Media Director with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Does a great job. Don't tell him I said that. Uh, but uh, or with jo- I'll say Justin said that. So. <laughs> that would be something I'd say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and come back with Michael Franke, President of the Fort Wayne Comets. We'll recap 2022 and uh, talk about this uh, whole little win streak that's going on. Went to Toledo, beat up on the walleye last night, come back home to take on the Indy Fuel in the annual New Year's Eve game. We're going to talk about that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Scott Graham here from Westwood One. It's AFC North action for Sunday Night Football when rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Baltimore to face the 10-5 Ravens. Baltimore, awaiting the return of Lamar Jackson, has clinched a playoff bid but needs to win to keep pace in the division race. Ryan Ratke and Mike Golick will have the call on Sunday Night Football. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blademan's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Pogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on Blademan's KnifeShot.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day. And shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out at BladeMan'sKnifeShot.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow BladeMan's on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military. And now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen color. Available at BladeMan's Knife Shop in the shops of Scout Road. Does your business cater to families or families with newborns? Are you trying to find a better way to market your products or services to thousands? Then you need to be at the 2023 Baby Fair and Family Expo, February 25th from 9 to 3 at the Coliseum. Families are always looking for the best products and services, and the Baby Fair and Family Expo is the perfect way to get families to experience what you offer. We have great opportunities from booth rentals to sponsorships available. So, if you want to make sure that your business gets in front of one of the most sought-after demographics, you need to text BOOTH to 46862 for information. Again, that's BOOTH, B-O-O-T-H, to 46862. Or visit the Baby Fair link under the Events tab at WME.com. Last year's booth sold out, so don't wait. The Baby Fair and Family Expo will take place on Saturday, February 25th at the Memorial Coliseum. Text BOOTH to 46862 now to find out how you can be a part of it. Over 1 million people would like to quit smoking. That's why we're offering free nicotine replacement products to help. You can get four weeks of patches, gum, or lozenges free while supplies last. Simply call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Quit Now Indiana will help you break your tobacco addiction. No lectures. No pressure. Just free help. You can quit your way with the tools and support you need. 
Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW today. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Thunder Road, Bruce Springsteen, off the Born to Run album, or 8-track as, as I had it. It should be clicking onto Channel 2, right? There we go. Anyway, hey, welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Wrapping up a New Year's Eve show with the president of the Fort Wayne Comets, Mr. Michael Franke, in our weekly Comet Chat. Michael, good morning, happy New Year, and congratulations uh, on a big win on a Friday night. Now we're back to normal with these Friday night victories. Yeah, there you go. And uh, believe it or not, about a month ago when we talked, when you looked at our record and looked at our wins, our losses, our overtime losses and shootout losses, we were about seven or eight games upside down. Now we're back at even keel uh, after last night's win. And uh, so uh, they've come a long way and uh, especially nice to beat Toledo in Toledo. Yes, always nice. And from that perspective, you know, and we, we talked about what you had said early on was that Thanksgiving was always the benchmark of uh, you don't know what you have until Thanksgiving. And when Thanksgiving yep. rolled around, it's not we what didn't have you much. wanted. <laughs> yes. And you, you've gone out, you and David and, and, and Scott and everybody involved have gone out and made some, some key deals, some acquisitions just here and there. And, you know, it's it's all about chemistry as well, because now we had a, an acquisition in Mr. Samuelson that left us. And, and it was quoted uh, in, in Justin Cohn's article this morning from David that said he just didn't seem like a, a good fit with us. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and you got to, you know, I think I think we had a few guys that didn't fit early in the year and uh, they're all gone now. And, uh, you know, it does not take a lot to disturb your locker room mm -hmm. and uh you know it, it can be two or three guys it could be one guy if if if, if it's a, not a good situation so you know i think uh you know i think we swept out uh what needed to go and uh we were very fortunate we had um we had some futures, you know, Graves came from Atlanta. He was a future in a trade that we made earlier. And, uh, we were able to get Peter's rights from Wichita. Um, you know, he's a Bakersfield player, but I think anybody that saw him play here in the last couple of weeks saw how good of a player he is. Uh, he got called up again, uh, Wednesday, but, uh, he'll be back. And, uh, the goaltending has uh, solidified, but most importantly, um, concept-wise, team defense is uh, is where we are excelling right now. Um, mm -hmm. Offense can happen off of good defense, um, and the forwards are coming back. The defensemen are trying to keep the other team's forwards to the outside, let the goalie see the shot. And, uh, so, you know, those are the things that are working right now. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, there again, it just takes an, as you said, the, the, the forwards coming back, back checking and coming back and the transition can lead to odd man rushes all night long. And so, 
Uh, it's just, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, it didn't take much to tweak a roster uh, from a chemistry perspective and guys that can and guys that couldn't. And, uh, and, and here we go. Uh, eight wins in a row is something uh, to end the uh, 2022 uh, part of the season on. And, and yeah. Michael, if, if we could, uh, let, let's recap a little bit of the, the last 12 months in Comet Hockey in, in 2022. We got just a few minutes left in the show, but uh, just a brief synopsis of, of your take on 2022. Well, you know, um, the team that we had last year was, uh, was uh, you know, they were, they were average. And um, it was a tough summer recruiting. And uh, there just there weren't a lot of what I would call quality players available. We brought back, uh, you know, we brought back a number of guys, mm-hmm. um, but that team last year, like I said, was just average. So in order for the team to be better this year, we had to get better quality with the guys we signed above and beyond the guys that came back from last year. That didn't happen at the beginning of this year, and uh, it, and and thus we got off to a bad start. We had some chemistry issues, some locker room issues, and uh, you know it uh, it kind of goes back to the end of last year a little bit. And uh, so, you know, the, we were able to do some tweaking, as you mentioned earlier. And uh, but the the one thing that's been constant. Um, has been the wonderful support of our fans and our corporate sponsors. Uh, you know, it's just been uh, amazing to see um, the support that this community shows the Comets. And, uh, you know, whether it be coming to the games or the, you know, the jersey auctions and the money we raise in the community for, for different organizations, uh, it's just been unwavering. And uh, we're, uh, you know, we're high... Uh, Highly appreciative of that. And, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> winning and losing on the ice is, can be very important. Um, but there's a lot more to it to that. And, uh, and uh, we're just very appreciative of, of everything. Uh, you know, tonight we have our New Year's Eve game. And uh, um, it's a traditional game here in Fort Wayne. I mean, dating back to when you and I were kids, uh, the Comets always played on New Year's Eve, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's tradition. Um, a lot of families uh, come to the game on Thanksgiving or New Year's Eve because it's something that they've always done. It's something, uh, you know, dad would go out and buy four tickets or grandpa, and now it's the son or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a great tradition. Uh it gets everybody out of the building by ten fifteen if they want to go do something else. But uh, I, I had a conversation this week with Mike Emmerich, and uh, we were talking about the tradition of Comet Hockey. And he mentioned to me that during the 60s, the four of them, his mom, dad, brother, and he, they came to every New Year's Eve game. And the one thing that stuck out is when the game was over, uh, whether it was Norm Carroll or Jack Lowe's, would be playing uh, old Lang Syne on the organ. And it's amazing, you know, Mike's not a young man anymore, but that memory is still embedded in his head all these years later. Yes, indeed. 
and uh, it's just yeah, it's just one of those things. As as I grew up a hockey fan and a Comets fan, and and those and we've talked about this. My and we might go just a little bit over, but uh, the '60s Comets were my heroes, my first sports yep. heroes, uh, from the Adamsons to the podcasts by Federated Media.